talking about uh, being able to have a weary, free life. Amen. Not worrying about anything. The Bible tells us to cast all our cares upon the Lord because He careth for us. Amen. And so we don't have to go around worrying about things. God's got it all under control. He knows what we go through before we ever ask of Him. He goes before us to make the way straight. And so therefore we just take it to the Lord. The Bible tells us to do that. Uh, amen. To come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. He is He that made us and not we ourselves, for we are his people and the sheep of his pasture, entered to his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, being thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth, and do it to all generations. So we come before him with thanksgiving in our hearts. Amen. So we're, we, we're going to not worry about the things that the world is worried about and the things that are taking place. We just take it to the Lord and allow him to care for it. Amen. So tonight we want to start this month, September, we want to start talking about having a love for the word of God. A love for the word. A love for the word. It's important that we have a love for the word. Job Chapter number 23, verse uh, 13, excuse me, verse 12, excuse me. Job chapter number 23, verse 12. Job says, Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Amen. Notice, here, Job says, I've esteemed his word more than my necessary food. So during this lesson, we will look at why it's important that we have a love for the word of God. The Bible was given to man from God. As the Apostle Paul instructs us in Second Timothy 2, I mean 3, 16 and 17, he says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instructions, corrections and instructions in righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. So we see that the word is given to us by God to perfect us, to make us complete, to give us the things that we have need of. The Apostle Peter writing in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, Peter says, Amen, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, but the word, Amen, the prophecy came not in times of old by will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. So the Word of God is inspired by God. The Bible reveals Jesus Christ as the only Savior of the world. Peter tells us, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. So Jesus Christ is the center and the circumference of the whole book. From Genesis to Revelation, it is all about Jesus. The Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. 
the Bible is the high is high above all other books as the heavens is above the earth. It has been stated that the Bible is every year the number one seller of the world. Amen. People want the word of God. Someone has said of the Bible, you read it to be wise, you believe it to be safe, and you practice it to be right. You read it to be wise, you believe it to be safe, and you practice it to be right. Amen. So our focused thought says deception stand at the order of the end times. However, a love for God's word will protect the child of God and prevent a diversion from the truth. Amen. And so God's word is designed to help us, is designed to get us through anything we face that comes against us. The psalmist is writing in Psalms 100 and verse chapter 19, Psalms 119, verse 97. He says, Oh, how I love thy law. It has been my meditation all the day. Amen. Psalms chapter 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation day and night. The Bible, the first five books of the Bible, which is the Pentateuch, is known as the law. And so the psalmist is said, oh, how I love thy law, how I love your directions, how I love your instructions, amen, how I love your commandments, how I love your precepts, how I love your statutes. He would have later write in the 19th chapter, the law of the Lord is perfect, it converts the soul, the testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart, the commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightened the eye, the fear of the Lord is clean and do it forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and they're righteous altogether. They're more to be desired than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. In the pages of the Bible, in there is your life. Amen. Your life is in this side of this book. So no matter what you're going through or what you're going to face, it's inside of this book. Uh, You've got to dig into it. You've got to get inside of it. And you've got to find you. You've got to find where you are in there. Amen. Jesus says it's like a treasure hidden in the field. And so you've got to get in the Word of God. You've got to study the Word of God. As Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, he says, study. To show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. And Jesus said, they sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John seventeen seventeen. And in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him is not anything made that was made and in him was life, and the light was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, oh, how I love 
thy law. The psalmist says here in Psalm 119.97, it is my meditation all the day long. You know, you stop and think about a cow chewing cud, he can stand there and chew it all day long. Over and over. And that's what we've got to get into the mindset and get into our hearts of meditating on the Word of God. The psalmist said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart so I will not sin against thee. I've got to have a love for God's Word. Amen. And there's got to be something that gets inside of me and cause me to love it more and more. Notice Psalms 119 verse 140. Psalms 119, 140, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant love it. Amen. There is no mixture in God's word. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and ever. Jesus says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. The word of God is pure. Amen. It's forever established and settled in the heavens above. Amen. And you can use it for anything. Amen. It is there for you. And so the psalmist says it's pure. Amen. There's nothing mixed in with it. Uh, amen. Because God is God. <laughs> amen. The Word is God. And so, therefore, it's pure. Praise God. There, there's no deceit in him. There's no guile in him. And therefore thy servant loveth. Psalms 119, 163. The psalmist says, I hate lying, but thy law do I love. Amen. I love the law. I don't like to be lied to. I hate being lied to. But I love the word. I love the, the law of God. I love the instruction. Man, I, I, I've just fallen so much in love with, with this word. Amen. I, I, each day I just keep meditating and getting deeper and deeper as the psalmist said there in Psalms 119 and verse 18. Psalms 119 verse 18. He says, Open thou my understanding that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. Amen. There's something in there. There's something in those first five books of creation that opens to us to where we can see. Amen. From the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God, from the first few scriptures, the, the New Testament plan of salvation was implemented because you can see that God did something. He says, let there be light. And God divided the darkness from the light and he called it day. You are the children of of the day. You're not the children of the night. We were the children of the night when we belonged to Satan, but now we're the children of the day. We belong to God. He is light. Praise God. Amen. Oh, how I love the law. I love these instructions. I love these directions that he gives me. Amen. Praise God. Man, we got to get into this thing. The Lord asked Peter, he says, Peter, and there in John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17, he asked Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, well, Peter, feed my lambs. He said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? 
He says, Lord, you know I love you. He says, be my sheep. He says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter says, Lord, you know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. Amen. If we love this word, if we love God, it's going to propel us into doing things that God is asking of us to do, to reach the lost, to go into the whole world and to preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. You found a gold mine here. Amen. And it will be you know, if you go back and think the old Western days, you know, when they found the gold mine, they tried to keep it for themselves. But when they went into town to, to, to sell to get the money for the gold, then somebody always would say, the guy came into town with some gold. And what did people do? They snuck up behind them and, and waited until they find the mine, and then they killed them, right? Remember that? In the old, old cowboy days. But we should not hide it. We found a gold mine. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation day and night. David writing in Psalms, he opens Psalms chapter 1 with these words. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way. Of sinners, nor sit it in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree which is planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his season and his leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice, when you meditate, when you have a love for God's Word and for the things of God, amen, you're going to prosper. Notice what John writing in the third chapter of Third John, amen, Third John, verse 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health as what? As your soul Prosper, third John there. Notice, I wished above all things uh, that thy prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prosper. You see, if you feed your soul, if you feed that inward man, you're going to be strong. You're going to prosper. You're going to be in good health. Amen. Even though you might have pain, you're still being good health because you got Jesus on the inside working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. It's got to be an inside job. Amen. You want your soul to prosper. You want your soul to be a good health. Uh, this is why David uh, would also say there in Psalms 42, amen, he says, as the heart uh, or as the deer pant for the water brook, uh, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God. My soul 
thirst for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat night and day. Why they continue to say to me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I go with the multitude, with the, them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, uh, and with the multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, I shall yet praise him, who is what? The help of his continents. Amen. We got to have a love for this thing. Man, I have not seen, Paul says, an ear has not heard what is recorded in God's word. My, my, my. Just think about people are suffering. People are in ill health. People are going through things in their life because they don't search the Word. They don't study the Word. Notice what John says. He says, I want you to be in good health, but your soul has got to prosper You've got to feed your soul. You've got to feed the man, inward man. This is why Paul says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. The light afflictions, which are working in us only for a moment, they're working a more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. So we've got to love the Word. We've got to get this thing in our heart and in our minds and in our soul if we're going to move forward. Our lives are in here. God knew. He knew we would run up against stuff in our lives. That's why he gave us his word. Amen. Something that is pure. Something that is real. Something you can stake on. Something you can hold to. Something that's going to prevent you from going under. Something that will keep you in joy unspeakable and full of glory. Notice what Jeremiah writes here in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, if you out there and and now now land and you got your Bibles. He says, thy word was found and I did eat them. And thy word was to me joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Amen. Notice, he says, I found the word and I ate it. You remember when Jesus broke bread with his disciples? He says, take, eat. But this is my body, which is broken for you. He took the cup and gave sup and says, this, take, drink ye all of it. But this is my blood, which is shed for you. And in John, you remember, he says, I am the word of life. The bread is the word. Amen. When you came into the the tabernacle in the wilderness, as soon as you came into the sanctuary, there was a table of showbread, the Word of God. Amen. Even inside, if you notice the items that was placed inside of the Ark of the Covenant, one of the items is the Word of God. See, it's a covenant. This is a covenant between us and God. Is his word, his promises to you, his promises to me. Amen. That's why the writer says in Hebrews 6, amen, verse 13. Hebrews 6, 13. If you want to go there real quick, Hebrews 6, 13. 
For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessings, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Amen. The promises of God are what? Yea and amen. God has given us exceeding precious promises. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. But if I don't read the Word of God, if I don't study the Word of God, I'm not going to know that. That's why I've got to have a love for this thing. I've got to get into it. I've got to put the Word in my heart because trials are going to come. Things are going to come into my life. I'm going to be faced against some things. But as long as I've got the promises of God that He won't leave me, He will not forsake me, He will help me, amen, then I can stand firm and wait upon God. A lot of people don't know how to wait on God because they don't know what what the Word says, and and they don't have a love for God's Word. If you've got a love for God's Word, you know He's not going to forgive you, forget you. That's why the Psalmist says in thirty-seven twenty-five, "I've been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread." God is not going to forget His His promises. He can't go back on His word. When you pass through the waters, Isaiah 43, he says, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. When you're in the fires, they shall not burn you. Neither shall the flames kindle against you. Amen. That's why that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego held on to the promises of God. When the king says, is it true Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you don't bow to my image. They said, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God, whom we serve, will deliver us. And if not, we're still not going to bow. They knew what God's word had said. That's why when they were thrown in the fire, amen, the fourth man was in there with them. You've got to learn to stand on the promises of God. Paul, right into the church of Galatia in the third chapter, amen, verse 26 through 29. He says, you're all the children of God by faith. But as many of us has been baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you what? Abraham's seed and heirs. According to the promise. The same promise that God made to Abraham is going to be to us. We've been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what Jeremiah said. I'm called by your name. I found your word. I ate it. It was rejoicing and and joy to my soul. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why I'm called by the name of the Lord Jesus. This is why James says, don't they blaspheme that worthy name by which you are called? The name of Jesus Christ. Were not you baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins? Did not you take his name upon you? You are called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not called by any other name in Scripture. Amen. You gotta love this thing, man. 
is good for us. Praise God. Psalms 119, verse 47 through 48. The psalmist says, And I will delight myself in thy commandments. Psalms 119, verse 47 through 48. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and will meditate in thy statues. Oh, hallelujah. I will even lift up my hands unto thy commandments. Because the commandments of the Lord are what? Pure and light in the eyes. They open your understanding. Amen. When I don't know what I'm going through, God's words opens me so I can see where I'm at. That's why he said the word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my pathway. It opens so I can see what I'm facing. I have to have a love for God's word because if I don't have a love for God's word, I'll let anything pull me away. I'll let anything draw me away. The least light of of offense, the least little bit of, of, of discouragement, the least little bit of fear will pull me away if I don't have a love for the Lord and His Word. Amen. Jesus says where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart's going to be also. So if this is my treasure, if the Word is my treasure, that's where my heart needs to be. It's in the Word of God. Studying the Word of God. Daily searching it. Feeling for it. Looking at it. Amen. Getting deep into it. My life is in this thing. It's there, and I've found it. Amen. What does the song say? I was sinking deep in sin, fall from the peace of soul, verily deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despair and cry, and from the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. Praise God. Jesus says in Matthew seven twenty one, Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, He's going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We've got to be doers of his word. Amen. We've, we've got to get onto the word here. Amen. Verse 22, Matthew 22, 7, 22. Many will say in me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And thy name did many wonder works. He says, and I'll say, depart from me for... I knew you not, you workers of iniquity. See, we, we've got to get into this Word. Because we build on the Word. Other foundations, Paul says, can no man lay than that which is laid. Which is Jesus Christ. Amen. The foundation has got to be built. The Psalms says, David write in Psalms 11.3, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Amen. If the foundation of the church is destroyed, what are you going to do? We've got to still build on the Word. We've got to hold to the Word of God. That's our foundation. That's the only thing that's pure. That's the only thing that is solid. That's the only thing that's not going to pass away. Notice what Jesus says. Everything you see is going away. 
someday is gone. Notice what Peter says. Beloved, I will not have you to be ignorant. He says, the heavens and the earth which are now is gone. It's going to melt like wax before the fire. But God's Word. Oh, man. To know that I've got a life preserver. To know that I'm holding on. Amen. I've got a protection. Amen. Around me, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Amen. So I've got to eat this thing. I've got to love it. I've got to get into it. Job says, I've esteemed this more than my necessary food. Amen. The word has got to be more important than anything else. Because when I have a love for the word and we have a love for the word of God, everything else will fall into place. Amen. If, if, If your life is out of balance, if your life is not right, you've got to get back to the word. For the word of God, Hebrews 4.12, is sharp. I mean, it's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividers of under, of soul and spirit. And as a joint and mire in the discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Praise God. So the word is quick. It'll come to your rescue when you just need it on time. That's how Job says, I know my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand in the latter days upon the earth. And though the skin worms eat this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. I shall see him for myself. Amen. That's why you've got to hold to this. You've got to hold to God's unchanging hand. You've got to love this more than anything else. Life, praise God. My pastors, I think I told you this time and time again, every service, he would hold up his Bible and he would say to me, Brother Rufus, uh, you've got to love this more than anything else uh, in the whole wide world. And I took him for his word, amen. And I love this book, uh, amen. Every time I get it into my hands, uh, every time I open it up uh, and I begin to read, uh, amen, something just jumps out of the pages, uh, amen, and get into my heart. Uh, it's swells up. Uh, Sometimes there may be tears flowing down my face. Uh, Sometimes I might get a song uh, to begin to sing uh, or recollect and bring me back to God's promises and what God has brought me through uh, and what God has delivered me from uh, because the Word is quick, uh, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Jeremiah said, oh, it is like rejoicing in joy to my soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. Amen. That washes us white as snow. Your life is in there. Notice Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. Solomon, the wisest man, puts it this way. Proverbs chapter 2. Give me a second to get there. Amen. Man, I love this book. My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. Notice what God is saying. He's speaking through us, through Solomon. He said, my son, 
and my daughter, if I can put it that way. See, we're all sons of God once we're baptized in Jesus' name, okay? Praise God. Notice, he says, My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest at the knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and search for her as hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Do you want to know the knowledge of God? You want to know what's going on in God's mind? You want to know about God? Get into the Word. That's all you got to do. It's there. He's already left. He's already told us. We already know the end from the beginning. We already know what's going to happen. Amen. He left it right in here. So we just got to get in here and search it out. Everybody's running scared. He already told you this was going to happen. You got to love this. You got to love this word. You've got to study it. You got to put this thing in you. You got to get all wrapped up, tangled up, tied up in it. Amen. Dig, dig. What's the old Christian song? Dig, dig, dig a little deeper in the storehouse of the Lord. (laughs) Amen. You remember that old song? Dig, dig, dig a little deeper in the storehouse of the Lord. Amen. It's in there. Look. I can remember when I first got to Okinawa, brother and sister, to move them used to be saying the song. Look, it's in there. Right in the word of God. I need to get those words. You guys need to sing that. Hey, sing that again. Amen. They used to be in the choir there in Okinawa, and they used to be saying the song. Look, it's in there. Right in the word of God. Look, it's in there. Right in the word of God. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. You remember that? <laughs> you guys remember that song? Yeah. 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 Amen. They used to sing, I used to get excited every time they'd sing that song in Okinawa. Amen. Praise God. Man, that's right. Look. It's in there. Right in the Word of God. That's why people say, man, I didn't know that. When you're telling them stuff and their eyes get up, what's the first thing they say? I didn't know that. I didn't know I was supposed to be doing that. It's been here for over 2,000 years. Right here. You got to love it. You got to search it. Amen. Jeremiah said, I found it. And I ate it. Praise God. It was in my life. Praise God. The Word of God gives us hope. Notice Romans 15:4. Paul writing to the church. For whatsoever things were written aforetime was written for our learning that we through patience uh, and comfort of the Scripture might have hope. Amen. So God's Word, the things that was already written, God knew we was going to hit the wall of doubt. He knew we was going to come up against some things that was going to try to shake our faith. He knew these things. That's why he gave us the stories and the words the way he did. Amen. So that we would have hope uh, in the scripture. Notice again in Hebrews uh, chapter 6. Amen. Go back there real quick. 
amen, drop down just a little bit further. Amen. We was talking about when God made promise to Abraham, but now drop down just a little bit more here. Amen. For men verily swear by the greater uh, and the oath, verse 16, and an oath of confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs a promise. Notice. The heirs of promise. Remember, when we're baptized in Jesus' name, we become the seed of Abraham and heirs to the promises. Amen. So God more willing to show unto us the immutability of the promise, uh, confirmed it in his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Uh, praise God. That by two and mutable things, uh, and which it was impossible for God to lie, which is his word and his oath, uh, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hope, hold upon the hope set before us, which is Jesus Christ, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, uh, and which entered into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is entered in for us, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was the king of Salem. Amen. First being interpreted righteousness and peace. Praise God. Jesus Christ is righteousness and he's the prince of all peace. So he confirmed that by an oath, that by two immutable things, his word and his oath, he cannot lie. Praise God. And so we can stick to that. Notice what Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse, let's start, uh, let's back up to verse 8. Amen. Start with verse 8. 2 Timothy 2 8. Paul writing to Timothy says, remember now that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel wherein I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Amen. God's word is not bound. It's free. Amen. It's not stopping us from becoming what God desires us to be here, Paul says. God's word is not bound by anything, even though you can go to prison. You can still preach the word of God. Amen. You can't. You can't bind God's word. It's living. It's moving. It's everywhere. Praise God. Amen. Notice he goes on. He says, therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abide faithful, he cannot deny himself. God is faithful. Amen. He's going to accomplish what his word says he will do. And in Isaiah 41.10, he says, Amen. Fear not. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my power. Righteousness said, Fear not. Amen. 
He says there in, in, in Luke chapter 21, verse 32, he says, Fear thy not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Luke 21, 32, I think it is. But the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So the things which was written before was written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the Scripture, would have hope. Praise God. Notice Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. Man, I love this stuff. Woo! Stuff gets good, man. Isaiah 54, starting with verse 1. Just to kick something off here. Sing! <laughs> I like the way these guys start their, start their, their, you know, notice what he says. He says, sing, O bearing, thou that didst not bear, break forth in the singing. Amen. Why did God want you to sing? Because singing brings something out of you that lifts you up. Amen. It brings joy into your soul. It brings joy into your life. When you're down, when you're burdened, you stop and think. You, it brings you up. That's why Paul says, sing to yourselves psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart. Not to me, but to the Lord. Because whoso often prays glorifieth me, and to him that order his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. God will pick you up. He will bring you out. Amen. He's given it. Remember what Paul says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're money through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. And one of those weapons we have is to sing praise to God. Amen. To lift our voice and begin to magnify Jesus. That's why David, he wrote these songs. He wrote these songs, amen, to lift God up. Amen. He knew that singing would bring joy and peace within. Praise God. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, amen. So notice Isaiah, the writer, says, Sing, O barren, thou didst not bear. Break forth in the singing. Cry out aloud, thou did not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of of the married wife, said the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not. Lift in thy cords. Scratch forth. Uh, strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not. For thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confound. For thou shalt not shall put. For thou shalt put be put to not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. For thy Maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts. 
is his name. And the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth, when thou wast refused, saith the God. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. And a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth, uh, so have I sworn that I would not be wrath with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall thy covenant my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that have mercy on thee. O thou afflicted! Toss with tempest and not comfort it. Behold, I will lay my stone, thy stone with fair colors and thy foundation with sapphire. And I will make thy windows of a gates and the gates of carbuncle and the borders of pleasant stones. And all the ch- thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children and righteousness thou shalt be established. Thou shalt not be far, thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall be gathered together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. For the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. God says, I'm not going to forget you. That's the promise of God. Amen. We can take it to the bank because his word is very pure. That's why we have hope. Amen. And God's word, because the stories and sayings like that, uh, amen, he's not going to forget us. Uh, he will not forsake us. Paul says in Romans 8, who shall separate me from the love of God? Uh, shall tribulations or distress uh, or persecution or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake? Uh, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter and all those things. We are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. My Lord, i got to love this. Oh, I love it. I love this stuff. Man. Amen. I've esteemed more than McDonald's Big Mac. It's better than Campbell's soup, boys. Is it mm-mm good? Praise God. This stuff is better than T-bone steak. Amen. 
Hallelujah. It's like honey out of the rock. Woo. This stuff gets good. Hope. Amen. It gives me hope. Stuff like that. Reading stuff like that gives me hope. Amen. I'm not going to forsake you. Notice what he said. I'd only get it for a little moment. But with everlasting mercies will I draw you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Notice what he says. You might not have been comforted, but I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to lay your foundations with pure coal. Your foundations with sapphire. Notice, he says, what God is saying is, I'm going to make you beautiful. Something beautiful. Something good. All my confusion, Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful out of my life. That's why Solomon says there in the third chapter of Ecclesiastics. Amen. He makes all things beautiful in his time. God hasn't forgotten us. He didn't bring us out to leave us. He brought us out to carry us in. Amen. we got to love this word. And that's what we're going to be talking about this month. Amen. It's the importance and value of loving God's word. Amen. Because in the times and trials and things that are coming down the road, amen. We're just getting Jesus says when this kind of things that's going on in the world right now start taking place, you know what he says? This is just the beginning of sorrows. He says, all this is just the beginning of sorrows. But the end is not yet. But it's coming. Amen. So we need to be ready. And that's why we've got to have a love for God's word. Because if anything can be shaken, it will definitely be shaken in these last days. Amen. And so we want to make sure. Some is already falling away. Amen. But we've got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.